not exactly radio. Back at it again. Flawless as ever. Uh, flawless as ever. Just always in the first door. take. Always, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> oh, we're just we're doing a great job. We do this. We're professionals here. Um, so uh, uh, we're doing something with our good buddy Kevin. Kevin, thank you once again for joining us on this program. Yeah, it's great to be here again. I think what we should call this when we do it, yeah, is extremely my shit. Where just one of us has something that's extremely their shit that they share with the others to see what they think. I like that. That's a good idea. So, and then brought, at the end, I'll ask. We're right at the top. Is this your shit too, guys? We'll we'll, we'll, find, think, we'll introduce go, it and then we'll determine. Did it end up being okay. shit? Okay, the shit that Tony is talking about is not actually shit. It's actually his shit, like he mentioned. Oh, my God. Anyways, uh, <laughs> uh, uh, Wilhelm Scream... He brought us Ruiner, which, Tony, let's talk about that a little bit before we get into it. 2005. Um, so, where are we in 2005? We are still with George Bush, right? Yes. Yep. Um, we are just 16. So, yep. just had some driver's license in the group. And so, I was able to catch these guys opening for Rise Against at Mad Planet. Whoa! Mad Planet? So, like, yeah. So back then, Mad Planet did way more punk shows because that's when shit was popping for punk. Um, And so, yeah, Rise Against off of, uh, they were touring. So they were touring off of Suffer, not Suffering the Witness, the one before that, uh, Siren Song. So that was their major major label debut, though. So, you know, and everybody was getting major label debuts at that time. So it didn't make you anything. So you still had a tour, uh, you know. You still had a tour the Mad Planets of the states. You I was going to say, nobody cared. Those who aren't uh, familiar with uh, Milwaukee's music scene, Mad Planet is a fairly small bar. Would you say? Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Uh, it's and it's uh, you know you could pro- you could you can get drugs down the street like one hundred percent like anything like really anything I'm sure. <laughs> Uh, also risk losing your life asking for it, but you know, I mean, hey, <laughs> that's part know. that's part of the game for that, right? That's right. part of the exactly that. drugs, death. But yeah, so it's a, it's a, it's a great place though. Um, it's still popping, oh, yeah. still popping. Yeah, nice little dance club now. Yeah, um, and they do like weekends are like you know sometimes there's like an '80s weekend and '90s weekend. Yep. Uh, what's the latest ones you went to? Because I know you guys go. Uh, the, the, the latest one I went to, this is when Amber and I got really wasted at a Old Fashioned Festival. I kind of remember this. So then, <laughs> yes, yes, uh, we kind of do as well. Um, so, so we went there and it was like a 80s night and we were already kind of buzzed from the Old Fashioned Fest because we were just chugging Old Fashions. And then we go there and have a bunch of shots and next thing I know, I'm like <laughs> sitting on a toilet trying not to die. And then, <laughs> and then... Amber's crying, and she's like, I want to go home. I'm like, okay, yeah, no. And then I, like, I was super wasted, but then I, like, snapped out of it, and I was like, okay, I got to get Amber home. We're going to go home, just, and then got us an Uber, and into, Mad Plan's a good place. Just warrior mode. <laughs> I did. Calling of your did. Uh, German ancestry. German. German. Yes. <laughs> Absolutely. The Kaiser showed up. <laughs> Wait a second. <laughs> you must take control of the situation. <laughs> yeah, that was like that wasn't German. That was uh, that was Austrian. That was a uh... <laughs> that was Austrian. Yes, I was thinking Arnold Schwarzenegger. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, all right, and then Kevin, when was your last time? Uh, mine was also an eighties night. Uh, nice. They 
pretty much bounced around like very much the new wave stuff so a lot of new order a lot of depeche mode hell yeah um, yeah also extremely our shit 100 percent um, my shit uh, what new order song was it remember that uh it was a short meme for a while of bernie smashing the table oh, and somebody did it to the beat of a new order song uh, oh, it was great blue monday <laughs> there we go where it's just blue monday <laughs> It, it was just to the beat. It was, yeah. it was so good. Um, but uh, So yeah, back to Mad Planet. This time it was more of making money off of the punk scene because it was thriving. And so we got to go there. And I didn't... I only knew... No, I don't think I knew any of it yet. So I went in blind. I saw that they had a 5 out of 5 rating uh, in alternative press for Ruiner. So okay. I was intrigued. But I mostly went there for rise against rise against which i was familiar with but there was a snowstorm uh like a six to eight inch kind of type of snowstorm happening oh shit when the show started so it's at the worst time for a snowstorm to start but uh me and our buddy who doesn't get the privilege of being named anymore uh (laughs) drove us anyways so there was uh only like 20 people there <laughs> oh well which would have and it would have been you know sold out because you know rise against yeah nobody cared you know they were they were getting bands were getting excited left and right to major labels so you toured the small ones but it doesn't mean there wasn't interest but right. uh so yeah there there was only about 20 of us and so it felt really cool because <laughs> that was that probably awesome. so wait one of the last small shows you would catch you know rise against at, and then wilhelm scream just tore it open because all the like musicianship on this they didn't yeah. lose it or they didn't miss a step live so it was That's a awesome. great experience of going okay so they got five out of five but i don't know what they sound like and then all of a sudden they just start shredding yeah yeah and to say enough of it uh that was one of the things i noticed that across a lot of publications this was a really well-reviewed album like mm-hmm. i think yeah, the lowest score sure. i saw was four out of five uh but mostly i've been seeing like four and a half to complete five stars on this thing and that's why i wanted to share it because it's one of those things of should have catapulted them in the way that wow this is like it's not like at the drive-in kind of you know it's kind of like at the drive-in but it's also too punk to be at the drive-in yeah Mm. but it's also the musicianship is not it's too is not punk at all (laughs) You know, so like where are, you know, it was just this singular, like, you know, it felt very like just their own shit. And so I think it's one of those things that whoever reviewed it was always, you know, probably like this should have come in retrospect, whoever's still fucking with should have been, that really should have catapulted them. What's the thing too, when I was like listening to this album over, like I heard a lot of rise against and how far they got. Yeah. Uh, I'm surprised. Like this isn't on par with whatever rise against, you know, released. Yeah. So, anyways, needless to say, I bought it immediately after watching them open, and uh, ended up finding out this record was awesome. Because um, they didn't play this whole thing; they played because by then they had two albums, so they played some of Mute Print too, which is good too. Uh, if you check that one out, I Anchor End is the track on there. That's like a track that they'll still play. Mm. Like that's their okay. that's their first big song that got popular, and it's really good. Um, nice. It's like a classic uh, hardcore song, or they just that's the title, and that's how this you know the chorus goes. All my friends are anchor end. <laughs> you just sing it over and over. It's really easy to catch on to. So, uh, mm-hmm. and that's that might have been what they closed with. And once 
they did that, I was like, okay, well, this is my new favorite band. And I've been listening <laughs> to this thing like every year since. Um, I'll forget about it for a while. And as soon as I remember it again, I end up listening to like the thing the full way through every time. Yeah. Well, I'm glad you got I'm glad you brought that to us. I mean, uh, uh, for something like I, I've, I've dabbled with uh, a Wilhelm scream, but I never really like dove deep into them. And like listening to this album, I can definitely hear like the influences that you used to listen to when you were young, when we were younger. Um, and this is no different. I could see why this would be a top album for you. And, uh, uh, and uh, yeah, I'm really glad you brought this to us. All right. So let's get into it. Was Did it end up being your shit? For me, it was like, I was, it was like in the, I was in the middle. I was in the middle of it. It was like leaning towards mostly my shit, but like there were still some aspects where I was just like, I don't know. I, I don't know if I can really like get myself into it. At the same time, you know, uh, when you listened to it when you were younger, uh, you might have had like a better influence and like a better understanding of how this album would have went down. Me listening to it for the first time now that I'm 31, yeah. it might have a different kind of impact. And, and it's still a very good album, but I don't think it connected with to me that makes sense. in the way that I'd like it to. That makes sense. Yeah, yeah I'm kind of in the same boat. Uh, if you catch me 10 years ago with this, it uh, would have been completely my shit. Uh, exactly. Yeah. And if it had caught me back when it released in 2000, like this has that just raw anger that I really enjoyed from a bunch of the punk acts that were putting out music. Whether or not the uh, songs were any good from other bands <laughs> during the Bush era, uh, <laughs> some of them got to be a little too on the nose. Uh, but like, if I had caught this when it came out, this would have been like something I'd play almost every day. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It, it is. It's a fun. It is a good time capsule, and it stays with me because, again, yeah, it came to me at the right time, and that's what's the interesting right. part of it is. Is like I try to listen to it with New Year's because I gave it to you guys, and then I'm yeah. like, eh, I can't really do that though. It, it, no, it just it's, oh yeah, well, it's yeah, too familiar yeah. to me. So we are like Kevin and I are the new ears for this yeah. album for you. <laughs> All right, so um, we'll go one by one now. We'll we'll okay. say what 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 missed you what uh what what you yeah let's go one by one here so uh, okay. the first one you already know <laughs> yes the king is dead this is the one where I was like skeptical about why you put it on your goddamn year end playlist knowing full well that you probably heard this song before anyways doesn't matter uh, but then uh, going into the lyrics a little bit it's kind of like a sad song like, yeah it's like about how somebody wants to kill themselves and doesn't know how. Um, also has a masturbation uh, reference in it. I was gonna oh, say the uh, the lemon wedge. <laughs> for, oh, I thought that was auto erotic. That's apparently oh, I a, thought... a safety precaution. That's what I was reading. That was oh. really weird to learn. It was like for the rest of the song that it's uh, very obviously about uh, taking your life, and then for that to be like the first line. I really wonder yeah, how much no. of this ends up being tongue-in-cheek or... Uh, yeah, but apparently it's about somebody, that, their friend that did commit suicide. <laughs> so, Well, see, no, that's, hold on, that's the thing. When I saw the knife or the rope or the lemon in the lyrics, when I saw the lemon, I thought it was just, like, a car, like a really bad car that you yeah. could, like... And that's, it, that's what it is, too, like, because this is just a genius, stupid annotation. Yeah. I 100% I see where you're coming from with the... Right. 
so. That's also what's funny to do with these, like, uh, albums that, yeah, didn't get a ton of traction or whatever. There's yeah. not many annotations. And the okay. ones that are, aren't always that good. <laughs> so it, it's one of those, like, <laughs> yeah, because nobody's really, uh joined in on saying mm. yeah <laughs> that's right you know that's right but uh but anyway you, go ahead oh, you go ahead i was gonna say like you start off that that way where it's like kind of a, a crazy message about death and like it, it's a weird perspective about it i mean i didn't i didn't understand i didn't know that the, it was about a friend of his that killed himself killed themselves um but uh kind of a strong beginning to an album just kind of like all of a sudden laying this message out on the floor and that's the and and it's the theme of the whole thing right you're a ruiner yeah i would say ruiner that makes sense and i think that's why it worked so well also and why it still works because i understand you know i connect with the messages because i've been connecting so long Uh, the whole thing is just the frustration of always basically being your own worst enemy Mm -hmm. and that's kind of one of the themes of the thing I mean, even, you know, also titles like Me versus Morrissey in the pretentiousness contest. <laughs> Which I love. The latter, ma- the latter match. Like, yeah, you know, that's the thing is, great. like, there's so much of, fuck it, I'm my own worst enemy. I'm always making myself miserable and making those around me miserable. And, you know, so and then the whole thing opens up with, well, I feel I ruined everything to the point where I just, you know, end it all. Mm-hmm. it's heavy you know and it's one of those Very. things of if punk kids yelling at you about depression again like you guys have had a long time of that you've mm-hmm. moved on to tom waits and uh flaming lips being way more somber with the sad <laughs> i don't mm-hmm. need to get yelled at about <laughs> depression anymore <laughs> um, um i'm the same way you know <laughs> right uh, and then moving on to the album, uh, the, song, the next song, Killing It, uh, it seems like it's a nice, like, I, I don't know yeah. if it's, I, I, I'm always like, I'm always wondering if, like, the chorus part is uh, sarcasm a little bit, where it's like, killing it will only make, or or if it's actually, like, legit, where it's like, killing it will only make you stronger, but also it just sounds like, hey, man, you're killing it, Pfft, yeah, okay, whatever, fuck you, <laughs> or yeah. something like that. And I think this one's probably the closest, just also, like, just one of their classic straight punk tracks, too. Yeah, like I never read into this one too much. This one, okay. this is the one that would usually end up on playlists for like video games and stuff because I don't get much substance from this one in a good okay. way. Okay, <laughs> that's weird. On a uh, uh, music genius here, uh, it says that it was on uh, Smart Punk Music on the Brain Volume Two. Uh, mm. So that whoa, that like <laughs> yeah, of, <laughs> yeah. Uh, and you know the uh, chorus of it being as simple, straightforward, being killing it, killing it. Like I can see how it comes off as a little mind-numbing. Uh, yeah. But to go back to the King is Dead, it, like that's such a great opening track because it covers pretty much all the bases of uh, dealing with depression, about opening up mm-hmm. as a. Uh, band being in the public eye because uh, a lot of the songs on here uh, doing a little research seem to be them working through their own shit as a mm-hmm, band right. uh, and this one here like it almost feels like it's kind of a shot at uh, 
someone else in the band. Uh, yeah. Where it's like, hey, doing this one thing, like, it's gonna make you stronger, but you're only, like, putting yourself in a small box that, like, you're you're hurting yourself by acting the way that you're acting. And, and I think they've even been open with how they'll, because members have gone off, come back, because they're actually still together. Actually never yeah. went on hiatus, but every release is like six, seven years apart. <laughs> um, <laughs> that means we're due for one, right? Yeah, actually. They said they might release one this year. They hope to record oh, fucking more material okay. this year. Shit. Um, so, and I'm excited to check that out. But yeah, yeah. and that's, that's what's interesting too, is it looks like some of these are just, yeah, it sounds like a frustration with your closest friends. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which seem to be the people that they're literally making this music with <laughs> well it's kind of cool that you can uh it's kind of nice that the group was able to do that even yeah. though like they're frustrated with these friends they can still do the art that they're gonna do mm-hmm. and they can all work through their bullshit together by also releasing this music about each other <laughs> and now we go to one the pool which i think i feel like that one still feel you know that one you might I feel that could have been a track that you guys dug. Yeah. It has a little oh, bit more to it. A little bit more bones. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, I feel like the lyrics itself, like, uh, of course, you have to get a little sad at some point when he's like, smile, smile for all. I can't smile anymore. I'm like, yeah. all right, all right, some classic emo that, punk shit. And that was one of the good solos I liked. Right yeah. after that, breaks into a solo to finish the thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because that's why I wanted to talk about the two. Like, did you enjoy the shredding happening or no? <laughs> I did. Yeah, no, that was field for me. Like, I had, oh yeah. The, every time it's like, uh, it also feel like uh, kind of like time signature even like switch up happened. Like, uh, yeah. It, this, this is one where if they played around a lot and you weren't sure what kind of song you were getting, which is why I enjoyed it. There were multiple times where I was wondering, just like, am I still listening to the same song? Cause it, yeah. And then, like, they bring back something that had been uh, referenced earlier. Later. So it's like, okay, it's still the same song. But, like, yeah, every time a sh- uh, solo came on, it was... It honestly it reminded me a lot of, like, uh, 80s... Uh, not hair metal, but, like if you can imagine what that would mean as, like, a movie. So, like, the Rocky movies, if, like, there would oh, be shredding, okay, or, like, yeah. if Chuck Norris goes to Vietnam to win the war, actually. Like, <laughs> that, like that's just, for yeah, whatever I, I dumb reason, that. that's, like, what popped into my brain. It doesn't sound like this to me. What it reminds me of, though, is, uh, especially the with each later release, uh, the more noodly the second guitars and gaslight anthem got mm. and it wasn't a bad thing it, but it then became like then you could kind of like it does become like interesting in a way where it's a second vocalist in the way where you start making the noises that the little noodling's making because now i've listened <laughs> to this thing for so long like i do just do the do 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 here comes the do 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 part you know <laughs> like it just becomes another like the uh, jack black vocalizations yeah, where it, just, it feels like it's at Scatting. the forefront like that. Um, so that's 
And that's why I enjoyed at this one. Also, I enjoy whenever their mass hole accents come through. 100%. (laughs) At the bottom of the pool. Like, the way they just say pool, I hear 100% the mass hole accent. And that's also what I've enjoyed about it. I didn't even think about that. I didn't know they were from, I didn't know they were from there. Yep. Yep. And that's what I enjoy, like, also. Because I enjoy a good mass hole. (laughs) <laughs> good awful, asshole awful people but i know that anyways uh, um tom brady <laughs> dynasty's over anyways so moving on to um the soft cell it kind of brings it down a little bit more i kind of like this one it seems a little uh like once again if they're if if, if i'm all of a sudden getting this epiphany that they're all writing this about each other in some ways this is kind of a nice yeah. Uh, a nice way of bringing it back where it's like, don't worry, I still love you yeah, because it's like, no matter where we this. go yeah, and no matter where we go it's still a phone call away and I f- I'm assuming this is one of the stronger tracks for you guys too yeah, for me it was uh, yeah. it has it, easily one of my favorite verses in it with uh, <clears throat> and every second it is an hour, what's a minute when you were counting it the, yeah. It's a Doctor Script and six six six. It's a voodoo doll stabbing at the chest of the heartless. It's just like ah! I sing. I sing that part every time. Like that. That I need that verse every time. And then even the one where it builds up or the pre-chorus of "Give me the warmth of an island," give me the sense to want to. Oh, it's so oh, good. Yeah. Just oh, that whole build up. Oof. Like this. This was their single. If you look it up, it does have a music video and all that because it is the most mature-sounding song on the record. And that's why it still and, stands out to me. And, and I wanted to bring this up, too. Uh, I noticed a lot throughout the album, but there's a lot of harmonizing, which kind of reminds me of Bad Religion. Like, there's yes. some... I remember mm-hmm. I, I heard it uh, I heard it firstly in The King is Dead, and I was like, that sounds like Bad Religion a little bit in these harmonies. But then when they get to the I'm, I am so fucking bored part, that's a lot of Bad Religion harmonizing for me. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Um, I reference this song all the time, too, at work, because I'll just suggest, I'll just type i'm so fucking bored and then i put you know asterisk guitar riff (laughs) and for like three years like and she knows this record too she liked it a lot or she liked the wilhelm scream a lot funny fact she would have actually went to that show because of the snowstorm oh her her, whoever she was going with their family said no so they didn't get to go so i could have been there with her which would have been fun too but um, crazy yeah small world but uh for like a couple years I was doing it and I just assumed she knew what I was talking about. And then I had a reminder and she was like, what the fuck? Like, every time you do that, I would just assume you're that bored that you're pretending to play guitar. Hey, you know. Like, no, that's I'm not... referencing the song. <laughs> that's not that, you know, that's not that far-fetched. I know. Well, it was just funny because she just let me be me for like years. I was, because I, and it's not like I would just type, I'm so fucking bored once. I'd type it four times in a row and then I'd do the guitar riff. Yeah. And she just, it went over her head for years until I finally went like, why don't, yeah. I forgot why I finally realized it. But yeah, that's also the funny part. But yeah, it's it's still like a standout track. And it for me, it's still the best one objectively. Okay, yeah. Just because it has the most mature sound to me. All right. Mm. Uh, um, so then uh, God Loves a Liar. It's Next true. song right there. <laughs> Seems like a, it was like a pretty straightforward song. Mm-hmm. I mean, not many lyrics. I mean, there are there's a, a good amount of lyrics, but I mean, like not as much as the other songs. But then, this just... one I picture because uh, I always picture Kevin with a certain face when he's like yelling songs, like especially Dropkick yeah. Murphy. So again, if you guys knew it back then, this is one of yeah. the 
drunk Kevin would have really yelled to start. Would have really enjoyed yelling above everybody. Above everybody. <laughs> just yelling, God loves a liar. Yeah. <laughs> There's just this singular I moment I still have in my head of him singing Warrior's Code super loud. And it's just imprinted in my head. It was in the 70th Street basement, Kevin. But that's all I remember. You were just vibing the fuck out that it came on. And it's stuck it's, in my head, him just basically fist pumping the air, going, Warrior's Code! <laughs> Honestly, I picture the face, too. I know exactly yeah, what exactly. face you're talking about. There's Kevin's and, power power song face. Especially with, like, yeah. punk music. Aw, oh, thanks, yeah. guys. No problem. <laughs> I also, but also when I'm picturing that, I see the face, but I also see, like, a beer bottle right by your mouth. Like, it's right, right there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yeah, uh, I think it's another one of those. Not much to say again for it now. Right. Yeah. Been this, right. this kind of music for twenty years. It's another um, one of them where it's not bad, but we've heard it before. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then, how do you say this next one? In vino ver- veritas. In vino veritas. In vino veritas. What does that mean? In wine, there is truth. I was like, I thought I saw. Yeah, Veritas is truth, so... Okay. But, uh... Means if you get someone drunk, they're gonna start telling you what's really on their mind. Um, That's fair. This is actually probably my favorite song on the album. Uh, Yeah. As much as it, like, is a diversion from pretty much everything else with how quiet it is. uh, Yeah. It just struck me. And I think maybe just the fact that it uh, stood out like that, just... uh, It... It's pretty straightforward. It's not a whole complicated message that's going on. Hi, Hugo. Uh, Hi, Hugo. <laughs> uh, but yeah, this one... This one really resonated with me and stuck with me long after listening to the album. Okay. It, it, it is... Uh, I enjoy... Yeah, it's... So the guitarist is the singer in this one. That's why it sounds so different. Mm. And yeah, no, it's a it's a really good introspective song for me. It's another one that yeah still sticks with me too. Like now that, like back then when I didn't want to listen to it because I wanted to listen to fucking shredding, <laughs> I, this would be the one I would maybe skip. But now it's one of the ones I look forward to. Yeah, um, I I I really just the the titles of the song start to get a little bit funnier yes. when we go on here. Oh yeah. Um, so we'll go so to like, that. <laughs> yes. I was going to say, like, this one... One of my favorite this, song titles of all time. Me me versus Morrissey and the pretentiousness contest, the ladder match. First of all, yes, Morrissey is a big piece of shit. <laughs> God damn it. And then secondly, a ladder match? You got wrestling in there, too? God, you know I'm on board. Yep, what the fuck? Yep, yep. Yeah, that's also why I needed to include this, because I'm like, this is a... Uh, are we gonna do a wrestling? mobile? How is this wrestling? <laughs> we can't do that, right? We can't. We can't do that via Skype. It's not gonna work. <laughs> um, but yeah. So uh, well, fine. Let's throw out some bomb ladder matches, including Kevin. Kevin asked this. Oh, Kevin. I have no idea. Kev. Mine is a uh, uh, sure you movie watched them. I I know. I saw the one. It was like a whole bunch of people who like. <laughs> weren't ready for prime time yet that they were Kevin's doing a ladder match. Kevin's favorite but... ladder match is whatever one he we most recently made him <laughs> watch. <laughs> He's not going to remember each match. one. It'll just be whatever's the most recent one, which this April or March, March, you'll, April? April, right? I don't know whatever it is, yeah. But you'll have another one to add. 
that you can also forget about the other ones. <laughs> right. Is is Money in the Bank, is that after WrestleMania? Uh, yes. No. Okay. Wait. Yes, now it is. That's now it is, June. okay. Or it always was, never mind. Okay. It was well, like either way. June, but yeah. Uh, Kevin, we're watching it. Also, okay. you're going to do the John Cena rap album with us. <laughs> oh, yeah, for WrestleMania. <laughs> John Cena and the trademark. Oh, God. I'm so excited. So excited. Um, <laughs> I'm glad I'm glad we could talk about wrestling for a little bit here. Uh, so then um, after that, just straight up, congratulations. Yep. Yeah. What's the, uh, I guess, I didn't really, I think this, one, I don't well, remember this, this one's one. This one's like <laughs> facetious. Like, yep, we're in love again. Like, no. It, it's, it's, oh. Uh, it's on and on. It's on and off again, so it's a sarcastic congratulations. That's how I, I get that. It. Yeah. I'd say, and that's the thing about this whole album so far is, like, I've seen, like, most of these songs are just straightforward. There's no, like, hidden meaning to anything, really. Mm-hmm. It just seems like it's just all right there to just to put themselves on the line, I guess. Mm-hmm. And it's funny because it is, like, a... Again, it's a time capsule because even for these guys now, it's 15 years ago. Yeah. Oh, God, 15 years ago. Yeah, you wouldn't be singing about the same stuff anymore either. Like, this is a very sarcastic, definitely 20-year-old singing this kind of stuff. Yeah. You know, just being very... A whole track where you're just being sarcastic ass towards somebody. (laughs) That's, that's, uh, That's kind of funny... I I wrote a song when I was in Not Exactly Heroes called Congratulations, Thanks for Nothing. It was basically the same thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. I remember oh, that. Holy shit. God damn. But you I know what even... is one of your best uh, songs ever that you've ever wrote? What? Suck My Dick. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we wrote that together, that guys. That is a beautiful song. <laughs> nah, 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 nah. Nah, 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 nah. Suck My Dick. Suck oh, God. Dick. Dead Kennedys were a big uh, influence on that song, that's for sure. It's amazing, amazing song. Uh, <laughs> uh, I'd like to record a remix. Let's see. <laughs> Let's try to see if we can get Kenny Beats to do us a remix. Let's do it. <laughs> Let's Kevin, what were you going to say? <laughs> We've never rapped before. Mr. Rapman, make us rap song. <laughs> but give us a shot. <laughs> Ke- Kevin, what were you going to say? I said, uh, speaking of dicks, the next song on the top. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, the kids can eat a bag of dicks. That's just fun. Like these are these these titles are too funny. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like it. But had, it's almost like it had to have been fun being a band at this time too. <coughs> like, even if you're this frustrated, because that's the whole thing. Everybody's a bundle of feelings at that age. Mm, right. Right. <laughs> um, and most of them negative. <laughs> I just like that they the uh, Wilhelm scream kind of teeters on that line of like classic emo band bullshit where they have like a whole paragraph for a title of a song yeah. and uh so they're, they're like right there it's just like we're just gonna keep it short and funny and by short i mean it's still gonna be like seven or eight words long but <laughs> and then sometimes it's straight punk and then other times it feels hardcore yeah yeah and also there's m- melodic and shit too like it's a fucking that's how you get an adh kid adhd kid to pay attention to your band for sure <laughs> I did read somewhere that this uh, was the working title for the album when they were going through recording, so that they... Oh, Jesus. <laughs> if you could imagine that one on the uh, 
CD racks of Best Buy walking by with like. Damn. <laughs> kids, kids can eat, can a, eat bag a bag of dicks. dicks. Mom, let me get this one. I want this one. Uh, and I love the one. I mean, that's a bummer because I do. Yeah, I like the album art they came up with, or whoever came up with it. It actually is. Uh, you see the cover is like yeah. a dude getting chased by by birds. Birds. Bird yeah. And it it just continues the whole thing. It was one of those where it was a soft booklet, which I uh, enjoyed. Uh, and uh, kind of pulled out and had a full art thing to it. It was cool. Okay. Neat. Nice. Don't know where it is anymore. Um, but uh, as we keep it rolling here, we're getting to the back half of the album here. Mm-hmm. Uh, when I Was Alive? What do you got for that one? Hmm. It's uh, on I, I like... <laughs> it's uh, on me. <laughs> I like the Henry David Thoreau reference. It's, yeah, I know, right? <laughs> Again, it was like, it's got all over the place, but like, yeah. I don't know. This is probably one. Wait. This is definitely one where he. They're combining how smart they are with how dumb they can be because. In, yeah. <laughs> in one yeah. half, they're uh, making like high literary references, and in the next, there's. Uh, uh, basically a sex joke. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it is. Yep. <laughs> and that's, yeah. Again, this is why it just feels like I grew with this, is because I feel both those callings. Again, we made songs that were, that went suck my dick <laughs> over yeah, and yeah. over. Yeah. Um, but then, you know, we, we had serious thoughts <laughs> we did yes so again it's a fun it's a, this the time capsules there you know for me and that's why mm-hmm. i do like it still connects with me you know right <laughs> but yeah it is funny because yeah you got thorough in there and then you got a dick joke <laughs> it's tom DeLong if he read a few books <laughs> if he read a few books <laughs> Besides alien conspiracy. <laughs> I would say, like, wait a second. I guess Mark Hoppus, since Mark Hoppus is still just doing the same bolt. Oh, that video with him and Matt Skiba and fucking... In the gym? Barker in the gym. That still God. haunts my thoughts. He's got a new album out with uh, someone. Mark Hoppus. Who, Bark? Oh. Yeah. I'm just I'm just uh, thinking of that. I'm, as you can see, video. Tony is super happy about it. Yeah. <laughs> no, I forget uh, who he's working with right now, but... Uh, when I was reading the review of this on Punk News, uh, that was like the album on the side that I just like, oh, hey, that guy kind of looks like Mark. Oh, it is Mark Hoppus. Uh, Simple Creatures is what the band's called. It's with uh, okay. All Time Lows, uh, oh, Alex Gaskarth. Other, other people that make music for 20 year olds <laughs> when they're 40 years old. Music. So good. Um, well, as we keep moving forward, uh, Mercy Day for Mr. Vengeance. Um, it just, it seems kind of like, seems very angry. Because uh, they, like, live for hope that the guy died. And it just seems like, I, I don't know, it just seems a little angry. Yeah, it's another in my feelings. Yeah. Trying to be tough about it, but... <laughs> this Failing one, too. this one feels like it's another of the songs that was written about someone in the band. Mm-hmm. This this feels like uh, if if 
you saw them live and he spent the entire time looking at like the basis or something like that <laughs> glaring at him the whole time <laughs> it's like huh i wonder if he's saying something there huh what might that be about um I, I really like the title of the next one there because it says less bright eyes more deicide yes so this is like kind of going you know like Stop doing this, like, poppy alternative stuff, and let's get some more fucking metal in this bitch right here. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I, I, I enjoy this one. Um, yeah. This one's a nice aggro one I enjoy. Yeah. Um, but I could see, like, once again, like, how this could extremely be your shit back in, like, 2005, Tony. Like, mm-hmm. listening to everything together, because, like, <laughs> like you mentioned when we were in a band, uh, like... Uh, writing all this dumb stuff, but also still being smart about it, and like this is like hits it right on the nose of how we do things, and I can see how that, you know, leaves mm-hmm. that lasting you connection. See, you can see you. the you can see the influence there. Yes. Of yeah, yes. other people do it like that. Yeah. Um. But to like kind of wrap up the album a little bit, I really uh, enjoyed Cancer Dream. Yeah, I want to uh, the solo on that one to open it is my favorite. Yes, piece I thought of that was guitar well wanking done. on the whole thing. Guitar wanking. Um, but yeah, I, I really enjoyed that one. I thought it was a pretty good end of the album, and it was still kind of like there. It was heavy, it was sentimental, but then it was also still like kind of giving like an overview of like the wow the rest of the album was, and uh, I thought it was a very good ending. I agree. Yeah, great input, Kevin. And- Nobody needs nobody after all. Yeah, it worked well. Yeah, it did. Um, uh, so that was it. That was my time capsule. I think that's how we'll start this extremely my shit. Um, okay. When it's your guys' turns, just pick a time capsule. Okay. I like that. I maybe, oh, we'll, no, I'm gonna, maybe we'll work I'm gonna give towards. You guys sugar Ray. So oh, this no. is something that I fucked with at 16. You guys can give me something around that age. We'll try to bump it ahead until it catches up. Okay, okay, I like that. Like whenever we uh, get to these, like, you know, right, this, yeah. is, this is a year-long thing. It's not like this is right. our next series, but... Yeah, not like, yeah, we're not going to do this next yeah. week, too. So. Um, but yeah, it's a good idea. I really liked, I really enjoyed that you brought this to us, and uh, I'm glad that, uh, you know... You could, we, like, Kevin, go ahead. Well, that's the fun part now, because, like you said, now, now looking back, I can see... <laughs> Right, yeah. No, for sure. I could see, like, why you connected with this one and everything and how it might not work for someone like Kevin or myself right now at the age of 31. But, like, <laughs> seeing how this... Uh, we we could definitely see how this worked for you. And and then if they drop the new one, well, now we have new fans. Yeah. We can all check it out. 100%. Yeah, we can give it a shot. We can give it a shot, yeah. <sighs> now, uh... Closing thoughts, we... Kevin. Before I give you hyper-specifics. Yeah, that's him. Uh, just that this it it should have been something I found earlier, because like yeah. this it reminds me like when we did our uh, our riot probably should have just gave it to here. you guys. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> probably should have yeah back then just been like, hey, listen to this. Well, it was either this yeah. or it was going to be uh, Shape of Punk to Come, which we'll have to run back a refused episode at some point in time, but. That's good stuff. I like yeah. how that one that one's definitely gonna have longevity though, because we're gonna listen to it now. Because I know again what a landmark album that is. Right. So if we do that one, at least we can chop it up from a like, well, landmark album level. <laughs> right. All right. Let's uh, let's uh, let's do some hyper specific. I guess we got some hyper specific for each other. Hyper specific. Let's do it. 
for you, you already answered yours, but I was going to say, because I know you are somebody that will be like, sometimes I would just get the meaning of song purely from the music. Um, yeah. What the, and since they give us a level of guitar wankery and musicianship <laughs> that we didn't always get in the punk kind of stuff. Uh, yeah. Is there a section where had you in the feels like you really felt it? Oh yeah, no, Cancer Dream. That's yeah, that's exactly. Yeah, we already talked about that. So, yeah, that worked out. <laughs> Cancer Dream. That was the perfect uh, moment there. Otherwise, I did have to agree with Kevin that a lot of the solos kind of came out of left yeah. field a little bit, which was just fine. Like there wasn't like a setup, but it doesn't mean it was necessarily in the wrong spot either. It was just but, interesting. Uh, I, I felt <laughs> like Cancer Dream was probably the best option for me there. All right, now Kevin. So a Wilhelm scream is a film term for what uh so back in the days of cowboy pictures uh i forget what the <laughs> actual movie was but there was a character and it named wilhelm and he gets shot in the leg with a bow and arrow and he has a particularly uh unique and iconic scream that he delivers it's funny because i was just watching a super cut of wilhelm screams uh <laughs> But that scream has been used now throughout motion pictures as, like, a uh, dubbed sound effect for, like, if people mm-hmm. get, like... So, Blown famously up. in uh, Star Wars, when Luke shoots one of the stormtroopers on the Death Star and he falls into the chasm, <laughs> you hear the Wilhelm scream there. Uh, yeah, he does, like, yes. a front flip and while he's falling. You hear the... Ah! <laughs> yeah. um, I think we should find a good compilation. If you have a good compilation, Kevin, uh, give it to Ben so he can post it with this episode. <laughs> yes, I can do that. Um, also, uh, there there my, is a Wilhelm my, scream in my, Borderlands Three. Oh, I wouldn't. Yeah. That makes sense. I That'd be a good was, Easter egg for that series. I forget what I was watching uh, recently. It was like a really important and classy movie. I feel like, and like you hear it, it's just like that. Somebody yeah. shouldn't have used that. Why did they go and use that song? Because every time I hear it now, like it has to be in either a not serious movie, like action adventure kind of thing, like in Avengers, or it needs to be in a comedy. Because if I hear it in like mm-hmm. a serious drama or something that's like supposed to be grounded in reality, I'm just like, no, no. Nope. <laughs> People don't make that noise. Why are you doing this? Um. <laughs> My hyper specific. <laughs> that wasn't even it. Oh no! No, I, I wasn't wanted it. to give the background, <laughs> but also give me another technical film term that would make a good band name. Uh, Key Grip would be a fantastic yeah. band. Uh, they would definitely. They'd probably actually play very similar technical punky music. Uh, Key Grip. Yeah, something like, I like it, it. they'd be like an at the drive-in kind of band, I would think. Key grip, nice. What if you just, what if you just called somebody director? <laughs> director, the band director. Uh, best executive boy is producer. a uh, uh, executive producer. Uh, <laughs> executive producer. They are a mass intruder cover band, but they all just dress up in suits. <laughs> If we ever get somebody affiliated with that band, I'll pitch it to them. 
Okay. Executive right. producer. Executive All right. producer. And at that, I think we're ready. Let's close it out, Ben. You want to close it out? Okay. All right. So uh, that was it. That was the, the first episode of like what? This is my shit? That's what we're going to call it? Extremely my shit. Extremely my shit. I have to remember that when I'm editing and then also when I'm putting it on anchor and soundcloud and everywhere but uh that was that was a wilhelm scream i always suck at saying the name but uh that was a quick nice episode and kevin once again (laughs) once again kevin thank you for joining us awesome all right well you got to go to work kevin tony and i are going to enjoy the rest of our day off uh yep uh happy birthday martin luther king um yes it's a federal holiday even though the feds killed him yes um which is not even me being a conspiracy conspiracy theorist for once. Yeah. Just is fact. <laughs> so that's uh, nice to know. Nice country we have here, where we good uh, stuff. kill our citizens and then give them a holiday. All right, can't can't wait. All right, let's get out of here. <laughs> All right, this is not exactly radio with Benny K and uh, Tony in a gulag. Tony, Tony in a gulag. Oh, we're gonna get shot next. All right, we're out of here. Bye bye.